Hey everybody, this is Anna, and yeah, welcome to the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian Podcast, episode 19. I uh, don't have a title for this episode yet, so, you know, just insert title name here. Um, I'll, I'll come up with something and do for actually post this, but anywho, so yeah, we definitely have quite a bit I kind of want to get to today. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the news, of course, got a bit of a international um, bunch of stories. A story from the U.S., of course, Chechnya, Ireland. So you got that. Um, got it. There's a really good book I actually just finished reading. I really feel like just about everyone should really read. And so I will be kind of talking a bit about that later on. Um, anything else that I come up with, you know, we'll talk about as we go on. And, of course, in the second segment, I actually have no idea what the fuck I'm going to talk about in the second segment yet. But we'll come up with something before I get there. And, of course, we'll end with a good news story. So, anyway, um, before, before we get to kind of dive into the more serious stuff, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an okay week. Um, everything to do with jobs just keeps running at a dead end. Uh not in a, yeah, not happy about that. Uh, definitely stressing me out. Um, definitely need something. Um, there was a job that required a cover letter. I have never done a cover letter before. Um, and so I, as I had to sit there trying to figure out how to do a fucking um, cover letter. And so finally, you know, I had it just about finished. You know, I just couldn't remember the name of the business and the exact title. So, like, I had to wait till I could go to the library the next day to finish it up. Well, I go to the library the next day so I could find out the name of the church and the, the name of that actual position. So I could, you know, just basically fill in the blanks for that cover letter that I had wrote. And I found out apparently it had been filled. Yeah, not, it's like, uh, why, 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 uh, whatever. Oh, well, it's my lot in life. Gonna end up homeless again. Oh, well, been homeless before I can do it again. Okay, well, that's fun. Anyway, uh, but other than that, you know, the week's been okay. Um, my, my youngest sister had her birthday, um, it just this past Monday, so, you know, this Monday, the 19th, it was her birthday. Let's see, oh god, how old is she now? Uh, yeah, she, 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 she turned 19. N 19 years old. I, I had to think about the ages of us kids now, like, we're all adults, I'm old, I don't even remember what age I am half the time. Oh god, what age am I? I, oh, oh God, I actually cannot remember how old I am. Okay, uh, let me think about this. So I was born October 1st, 1998. So I would have turned 20 in 2018. And 20, October 1st, 2020, I turned 22. Okay, so I'm 22. 20. See, I'm old. I'm, I, I'm fucking old, people. I can't even remember my own age. I, I, I to literally get to... I literally had to do the math, like, live on air to remember how the fuck old I am. Um, and let's see, my middle sister was born in 2000, so she is turning 21 this year, and just, just about a month from now, so. 
So yeah, so we're currently we're 22, 20, and 19. So yeah, you know, uh, the youngest just turned 19. You know, we but we celebrated her birthday on Sunday because my middle sister, who is in college at the moment, um, you know, she, that was when she could come back, you know, to celebrate the birthday. So we celebrated on Sunday. It was nice, you know. Um, we had tacos for lunch. Um, gave, you know, we gave her some presents. Um, I got her a six-month subscription to Spotify Unlimited or Premium, whatever it's called. I can never remember what these stupid, you know, subscription plans called. I think it's Spotify Premium. It's Amazon, if I'm thinking of it. It's called it's, um, Unlimited. It's Amazon Music Unlimited. So, yeah, I got her six months of Spotify Premium. Um, you know, and then we had this beautiful, um, this wonderful Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Pie, which was just downright delicious and wonderful. Um, and, yeah, it was a uh, pretty, pretty good time. Um, then mom and I, um, watched, um, Little Women, the 1933 version with Katherine Hepburn, which was actually pretty darn delightful. Um, I can't say I like it quite as much as the 2019 or 1994 versions, but pretty darn delightful overall. Um, I actually really liked it. I, I, I really like Katherine Hepburn's take on Joe. Um, easily the best Professor Bear yet, uh, that I've seen. Yeah, definitely pretty interesting. I, I, I liked it, you know. Um, I would only ever recommend it to people who can, who have experience watching old movies, though, because, uh, yeah, this is a 1933 movie. Not only, it, no, it's uh, black and white. Um, actually, surprisingly, not slow. I, I was surprised. It was not a slow movie. But they acted quite differently back then. Back then, acting, movie acting was quite different than movie acting today. Basically, back then, it was basically, they basically acted as if they were doing a stage show, you know, a, a stage play, you know. And so, like, if you can get, and so, so like, it can be a bit disjointing to watch some movies like that. So, like, unless you've really, like, watched a flavor in the past but i said i would say this is one of the more accessible old movies you know really old movies but you know still you know it, it's old you can you you can definitely tell how old it is plus you know it's not exactly polished in many ways like you can tell where we edited stuff you know so but yeah you know so it was, it was a good time you know celebrating the birthday with her um hey beautiful little sis um, so yeah, sorry, like nine just got it in my head, like, holy shit, like, we're all adults now, like, where the fuck did the time go, like, oh my gosh, like, I remember when she was, you know, a baby, like, I literally remember my little, my, you know, the youngest, my sister is being a baby, I remember going to the hospital when she was first born, and how excited I was to see her, like, I even remember before she was born, you know, mom being pregnant with her, you know, not understanding why mama's um, belly was so big, you know, uh, why he couldn't sit on her lap and all that stuff. Like, I remember all that. Like, oh, my gosh. I remember playing with my with my youngest sister. Um, I remember trying to feed her. She never wanted to eat for me. Like, I would do a little airplane, you know, or the, you know, the little airplane trick, like, 
you know, it, 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 I, 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 just, I, like, I started trying to do it, but I realized I'm not record videotaping this, so you, so you can't see what I'm doing. You know, do a little choo-choo thing. But then eventually it would always just turn into me trying to shove it into her mouth. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I really did everything I could to be the, a very helpful big bubby. Because that's what they called me back then, you know. Um, because, you know, nobody, because none of my younger sisters could pronounce brother. They just called me Bubby. So, you know, I, 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 I did everything I could to be a good big Bubby, you know. Um, <laughs> now, now I can't, now I can't stop to help but think how I could not pronounce my middle sister's um, name for the longest time. Like, it took me years to be able to pronounce my uh, middle sister's um, name. Oh my gosh. Ah, uh, such good times. Good times. Calling, you know, my youngest sister Dardar Binks. Not Jar Jar Binks. Dardar Binks. Um, annoying her to death with that. Oh. oh my gosh. Good times. Good times. And now we're fucking old. We're old. We're depressed. My middle sister is at college. She's got a boyfriend who she's, like, they haven't engage, gotten engaged yet, mainly because, you know, they don't want to get engaged till after college. But, you know, like, for getting married, they've already planned out for marriage, for wedding and everything. Like, literally, they're basically just waiting for college end to, 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 to get in, to get formally engaged. Like, is, like, for getting married, you know. And so, like, you know, that's crazy to think about, you know. She, and there's my youngest sister, you know, who's at her friend group. She's an adult. Um, you know, um, going out, doing her own things, you know. And then there's me. I've been homeless, uh, trying to find, struggling to find employment. <laughs> you know, living as a woman now, like, oh my gosh. Things are crazy. Things have changed. It's, it's nuts. It is nuts, I tell you. Anyway, and, and enough of that. You all are no doubt bored to fucking death by this point. So let's get into the news. Let, let's dive on into the news. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start here in America. Um, of course, like usual. Um... Because we, we actually only have three news stories for the segment. And so this first one is from Arkansas. Um, so yeah, we, so exactly what we all said was going to happen, happened. So a few weeks, about, about two weeks ago, they banned um, trans-affirming health care in Arkansas, you know, saying that minors aren't allowed to get puberty blockers, they're not allowed to be put on testosterone or estrogen, and it's already happened. Four trans teens have already attempted suicide in Arkansas. In just two weeks, four have attempted suicide. Do, do I even need to talk any more about this story? Like, I mean, I am going to do it. Uh, I am going to dig just slightly more in the story, but like, I really feel like that I shouldn't have to. I, this was so obvious. This was so predictable. Everyone knew this was going to happen. 
Okay, I'm sorry. You cannot convince me that the people who voted on this bill saying, yes, you know, you should not be, um, be, you should be prevented from having puberty blockers. They knew this was going to happen. Okay, I'm sorry for government officials for not fucking stupid, unless your name is Marjorie Taylor Greene or Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert. Then, yes, you are, um, really fucking stupid. Like, oh my god, how do people live and be that fucking stupid? But if we're exceptions to the rule, they know, most of them know what the fuck we're doing. Ted, you know, like, even people that we often say are fucking stupid, like, Ted Cruz, we're not stupid. Ted Cruz knows exactly what he's doing. Um, and these people knew what they were doing. Okay, I'm sorry. Government officials, okay, they were bombarded with therapists, endocrinologists, and doctors, you know, and human rights advocates who told them exactly what was going to happen. They knew this was going to happen. They didn't give a fuck anyways. Why? Because we're, because we're, we're only interested in power. Consolidating power. You can't, and you know what? And because they are straight white men, almost all of them being Christian, you, you got to clamp down on the trannies. Like, tra- trans people, you, you can't have that kind of power. You know, straight white male Christian power and have trans power at the same time. You know, and have allow trans people to have rights at the same time. You know? And they gotta keep a monopoly on power. That's all this is about. Keeping a monopoly on power. They don't want others to have any amount of power. That's all this is. Just It's just a blatant power move. And they just don't give a fuck if people commit suicide because of that. Because, well, it's not me. Not somebody I know. Why should I care? It's somebody else's problem. <sighs> so yeah, just just downright depressing news out of Arkansas. Very depressing news. Um. So yeah, and it, 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 that's not going to be the last. We're going to hear of a lot more attempted suicides and actual suicides as time goes on, okay, because of this evil, wicked rule. Anyway, let's move on to overseas now, um, Chechnya. So yeah, I'm not going to pretend I am some great expert on Chechnya, um, just anything about Chechnya. In fact, if I'm being honest, mo- 99% of the time I forget that it even exists. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, when I, when, when I study LGBT issues abroad, it's more, I, I, I'm decently. I, I decently kind of understand issue LGBT issues going on in places like Hungary and Poland. Um, but lately I've actually been studying a lot on um, Pakistan and um, what was the other one? Fuck, what was the other country I've been studying recently in real LGBT issues going on? Um, oh, fuck, I can't remember. But, you know, especially Pakistan, pretty damn interesting. Um, especially if you study the Hijra versus trans debate that's going on in there. It's actually pretty damn interesting to study. Um, spoiler alert, Hijra, and uh, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly. If I'm not, sorry about that. But yeah, Hijra and trans communities, not exactly fans of each other, you know, spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, you know, so I've been kind of studying that lately. Um, but it's, so yeah, I really didn't know much about Chechnya. I don't really know much about for government. So I'm not going to pretend to be some expert, you know, who really knows a 
whole lot of what's going on here. I only know basics from a few articles I read about this. Um, but basically, what's going on is that they have several leaders. Um, I believe they were in the inner circle of the of the ruling of the of the actual ruler of Chechnya, who are being um, who are basically could be charged with crimes against humanity in Germany. So yeah, Germany is looking into charging, I believe it, yeah, five high-ranked Chechen, Chechen leaders um, are being cited in a German criminal complaint for crimes against humanity. Um, and the reason for this is because of uh, LGBT people dying in conversion camps. So yeah, apparently this is actually a pretty damn big thing that's going on in Chechnya. Um, sending LGBT people to conversion camps. And even more shockingly, people die in these camps. Like, they, like these are not just, like, generic, like, like... We've heard the horse... Like, we've all heard the horror stories, you know, of what happened in a lot of conversion camps, even here in America, you know. And people getting raped, um, people, you know, being shocked, you know, shock therapy and stuff like that. I know, like, they do, like, even work, like, they do, like, the torture they do at these camps. People die from. Uh, let's see, if, how, how many, let me, let me look at this one article. Um, how many people have died? Hundred, so they are citing, so in this lawsuit, um, they have directly cited 150 people who have died due to the, 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 the torture in these conversion therapy camps. 150 have not been killed. And even in 2017, there was a Russian newspaper that said that at least 100 gay and bi men had been put in camps by authorities in Chechnya. At least 26 of the men at the time were reported to have died after being tortured in the camps. So yeah, and Germany's finally saying, yeah, you know what, we're going to charge you with crimes against humanity. Um, let's see. So yeah, it, it, probably not going to do anything. Um, you know, nothing's going to happen to these leaders as long as they don't ever step foot in Germany. But that's, oops, sorry about that. Just dropped my phone. Um, but yeah, that's not really necessarily the point of this from what I understand. The main point, like, because they know that like nothing's ever going to happen because these guys aren't ever going to step foot in Germany ever again. Um, the, the main point of this is that this is going to make it easier for LGBT people, especially from Chechnya, to seek refuge in Germany. You know, basically, this allows, you know, it, like, if you are gay and live in Chechnya, this will make it easier for you to seek asylum in Germany. You know, so, this really seems, from what I understand, to be the main goal of this. And so... Yeah, you know what? Good for Germany. Um, anything that can help out, you know, fellow LGBT brothers and sisters, I definitely approve of. It's just absolutely abhorrent that uh, we're doing this because of people literally getting killed from conversion camps. That that That's just, oh my gosh. I, I, I just can't even imagine. Just absolutely abhorrent. Speaking of conversion therapy... Moving over to North Ireland now. And there was a uh, 
former minister there, uh, Jim Wells, who said that he didn't doesn't want conversion therapy to be banned because. Okay, let me find a direct quote because this is because because yeah because it's so beyond parody that like you know I don't want to um paraphrase it like it, the paraphrasing I would do wouldn't do justice for just how beyond parody the reasoning is. Um, okay, here we go. I'm a married man of 38 years. I have three children. If I was in a situation where I started to struggle with same-sex attraction, which I'm not, by the way, and I went to pass to my pastor seeking spiritual guidance on that, this motion and the campaign would mean that the only thing he could do was to approve my lifestyle choice, commend it, and wish me all the best. <laughs> Yeah, um, so apparently the reason you shouldn't ban conversion therapy is that if a straight person were to develop same-sex attraction, hypothetically, they wouldn't be able to be deconverted. What? <laughs> what? Someone make this make sense, please. Like what? Like once again, this just shows you it's all about the cisgenders, all about the straights. At the end of the day, it's always about them. It's always got to be about them. Yeah, the reason we should ban we shouldn't ban conversion therapy is because of straight people. Because straight people can't get conversion therapy. Uh, yeah, no, the problem isn't straight people not being able to get straight conversion therapy. The problem is people, gay people, being forced into conversion therapy. Like, uh, what? Like, this is such a disgusting reframing of the problem, like... Buddy, this has nothing to do with you. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Like, no one gives a fuck about this hypothetical. Buddy, you're straight. You're not going to get homosexual um, tendencies. Like, you're never going to be same-sex attracted if you're straight. Like, just, like no, no one cares, buddy. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the, 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 the straights are coping hard. In Northern Ireland right now. We, we're seeing a lot of cope. You know. And, and of course you know he continues to go on. To lie about this. Because um, right, that's what right, right wing reactionaries do. They, they lie about everything. Um, he so, so I understand. She can read his quotes. Because like they're so beyond belief. And just so disingenuous. It just shows just how much these motherfuckers. Love to lie about everything. Like I like I, I like I don't know anything that he's lying about, and like I don't think there's a single thing that he says that's truthful in these statements. Okay, so let's let, let's dive into these statements and debunk them. Um, let's see. Um, when people talk about conversion therapy, they talk about the physically and sexually abusive practices that are appalling, and we all oppose them. There's no difficulty whatsoever with that. Yeah, 
And, and what I know what he wants you to think about is strictly like shock therapy or rape and stuff like that. What he's not, what he's not thinking about, what he doesn't want you to think about is a pastor sitting here telling you, no, being gay is, is sinful. You need to start being straight. Therefore, we're going to help you start being straight. We're going to, you know, we're going to course you into being straight, you know, having a little talk at the pastor, you know, um, sitting there, you know, sitting there, you know, pray, praying the gay way with the pastor as to say, you know, praying the gay way, you know, here's the theology, you know, you need to start guys are being straight, you know, can't live a homosexual lifestyle, you know, don't worry, we're gonna keep on, you know, keep, keep, keep up with you to make sure you're not being gay, you know, stuff like that. He doesn't want you to think about that. Um, but he also talk about of innocent behavior, such as people are praying or asking for prayer. And remember, we're not talking about coercion here. It is coercion if you're forced into being a part of that prayer. If we're saying, hey, we're coming together as a church to pray over you, to this, you know, and you're going to be there, you know, or, you know, like, stuff like that. Or, you know, just in the middle of a church or I say, hey, we're going to pray with this person, you know, get together, pray with this person. Can, can we all just get a lay on honey and get up here? We're going to pray that you're not gay anymore. So, I, you know, that's, that's coercion. I'm sorry. That, 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 that's coercion. Somebody just praying in her off time, um, you know, God, I don't want that person to be gay anymore. Not coercion. But no, there is ways that this is actually coercion. I'm sorry. Um, now that said, should it be banned? You know, should somebody, you know, at church, you know, getting up and praying, hey, I pray that this person isn't gay anymore, should that be banned? No, absolutely not. Once you do that, unfortunately, what you're doing is you're opening a, you're opening the door wide open for government over inter interference with religion. Um, it is negative interference with religion. I'm sorry, but you can't regulate prayers. This is not something you can do. So should uh, that be banned? Should praying that someone is not gay be banned? Absolutely not. But let's not pretend that aren't cases where that is coercion. Um, and also, no, I, I, I guarantee you that the bill isn't banning people from... Uh, Praying the gay away. Like, that's not a thing. That This is not a thing. We're talking about adults who perceive that they have a problem going to their spiritual advisor and seeking prayer and counseling. Yeah, okay, but then going to somebody because I'm gay and that per... Like... Wait, it, what do you think that spiritual advisor is going to do? We're going to sit there and try to coerce them into being straight. Yes, that should be banned. That's conversion therapy. Conversion therapy isn't simply shock therapy, rape, and, you know, other, you know, obvious cases of, you know, abuse. Like, talk therapy can be conversion therapy. And that's often, let's be honest, here in America and a lot of places... You know, more Western countries, you know, the most common version of conversion therapy. That's the kind of conversion therapy I went through. It is a real thing. Like, that is coercion. Yes, that should be banned.
Um, let's see. And of course, you know, he wants to say if they want to ban conservative religious practices. No, no, if we're not. Um, this is in no way doing that. And that, um, that if you ban conversion therapy in religious settings, that would out, quote unquote, outlaw the beliefs of hundreds of thousands of people in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. But if your religious beliefs tell you that you need to coerce people into anything. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. That should be banned. I'm sorry. Um, you don't get to use religion as a justification to coerce people into doing something. It's just not a thing you get to do. Um, so yeah, if if your belief is that you know if you're bitching that this is going to for you know ban people from coercing people into being straight to being straight, yeah, good, boohoo, cry cry more, baby. Um, let's see. Yeah, and there's an ever saying that's so fucking stupid. I don't want to lose brain cells saying that quote because it's just fucking dumb. It, 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 the guy went straight off the stupid meter with that final statement. With the final statement that I didn't read. Anyway, so yeah, that's going on in Northern Ireland. Um, people, stupid people saying stupid things and trying to make make everything, you know, in the LGBT, every LGBT issue about straight people like usual. So yeah, um, and we're just—I'm not going to dive into this really, but I just want to mention it. Um, Kellogg's is launching a Pride cereal. So yes, this is a thing that Kellogg's is doing. Uh, where it's called Together with Pride. That's the name of cereal. It will have rainbow-colored cereal hearts in the colors of the rainbow flag, and they'll be covered in edible glitter. So yeah, um, if you want to, like, it's just companies being woke for money. That's all this is, but yeah, just, once again, company trying to profit off of gay people, off the LGBT community, without really sticking out for neck on anything. That's all this is, just, we want your money, give it to us. And no, we're not actually going to do anything to actually help LGBT people. So yeah, it does, it, thanks, Catalog. Um, thanks. Anywho, um, we're done with that. So there was actually a pretty good book that I just finished reading that I cannot recommend highly enough. Um, it's called Men Who Ate Women. By It's by Laura Bates. Um, if you have Hoopla, I don't know if your library has Hoopla, but if it does, it is on there. I recommend you download it. Absolutely fantastic book. It does, it's, sorry about that, um, absolutely fantastic in how it breaks down the manosphere. It's something that doesn't get talked enough about, um, just how dangerous the online manosphere really is. Just the complete radicalism we see in that, you know, whether it's incel, MGTOW, um, and it's right activists, PUA, how they constantly lie about everything, you know, like how they lie about, um, oh God, uh, family courts, you know, pretending that family courts always take the kids away from the men, which is not true, even remotely, um, you know, how they, they sit here and pretend it. 
um, false rape allegations is a major problem when they simply aren't. You know, just saying, I think it was 2018 when um, they had, you know, was it about, oh God. Um, I don't remember. I want to say it was about 15,000 um, um, rape allegations and only 35 of them ended up being false. You know, 15,000 rape allegations versus in only 35 of them ended up being false in Britain back in 2018. So, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously false rape allegations, huge problem, you know, obviously <laughs> not. Um, you know, but they, they come up with this stuff, but in how, we, you know, how they, this helps them radicalize vulnerable men into hating women. You know, these forums are just filled with people talking about how, you know, they want to legalize rape, you know, how to get away with rape, killing women and all that stuff. And unfortunately, how so many of these have led um, to actual real world violence, including mass shootings, you know, mass killings like Elliot Rogers. Elliot Rogers, the reason he went out and killed people was because women, he hated women. You know, the Christchurch shootings in New Zealand. If you read his manifesto, a lot of it had to do with his hatred for women. You know, especially, you know, them white women going away with them black men. They, they, why can't they just see me, you know, this white dude? Fuck me, not the black men, you know, that... You know, and I think Elliot Rogers bitched about that too in his manifesto, you know. But there's been a lot of killings. Like, including mass killings. That resulted out of misogynistic manosphere rhetoric. And it's something that does not get talked about. And it's something that is not taken seriously. Even remotely. And this book really demonstrates perfectly just why we need to take this more seriously. And just how much of a problem it truly is. So yeah, I highly recommend it. I will try to leave... Um, the name and the author in the link, and I'll also try to, you know, leave a link to um, a few bookstores that are selling it. Because uh, I definitely think it is a very important book, and once again, if you have Hoopla, it is free on there, so, you know, check it out there. But yeah, I, I really cannot recommend the book highly enough. I did do, leave a review for it on Goodreads, which I'll try to remember to link in the description. Um, trying to get more active on Goodreads, but yeah, you know, I, I highly recommend the book. Super good. Super good. Like, seriously, please, for the love of God, go out and read that book. It is important. It is a hard-to-read book. I want to make that clear. This is not easy to read. Um, it can be very graphic at times in descriptions of violence and rape. Um, and, you know, it uses a very strong language, uh, including some slurs. You know, um... You know, it, 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 it's, it's a very hard to read book, but it is very important. It is something that people need to be more aware of. So, yeah, um, trying to think, is there anything else I wanted to touch before we got into the next segment? Um, actually, yes, um. I, I, I'm only touching on this, like, I know I touched on this on my blog, 
and on my YouTube channel, but most of the people who listen to this podcast don't read my blog and don't um, watch my YouTube channel, so I ain't going to talk about this here. Um, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I'll save this for the next episode. Um, let me think about that now. Do I want to save this for the next episode? Uh... Oh, gosh. You know what? I'll break it up. I will break it up. Um, we'll do part of it. We'll do part of the discussion today. We'll do part of it next week, unless I really get into it and do all of it in this episode. So, yeah. Um, okay, where do I start? Because I was not intending to talk about this. Um, where do, where do I start with this? Um, let me think here. Because I, once again, I was not intending to talk about this and I got to come up with this on the fly. You know what? Okay, we're just going to wait till the next episode because I, I don't even know where to start with this. So I was not intending to talk about it. So we're going to save it for the next episode. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it then. So anyway, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Be back about a minute and a half and, uh, Come up with our, be back with our second and final segment of this episode. Alrighty, so we are back uh, for the final segment. So yeah, you know, I was kind of just browsing things around and I actually saw something had definitely kind of got me a bit excited. Um, MSN News had an article that the creators of Celeste had just basically gave like the first like vibe check, I guess. Of her new game. So yeah, definitely excited for that. Celeste is... Whew, maybe my second favorite game ever. I, I don't know. I... I uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had to decide between that and Halo 3. On which is my f- second favorite game ever. My favorite game ever is Crackdown 3. I don't care if I'm the only person in the world who likes that game. Crackdown 3 was made just for me. Like, I, I'm telling y'all. Like, if you want to understand, you know, the, like, you know, what gets me excited, what the kind of stuff I love, just play Crackdown 3. You'll understand my personality completely fair. Like, it, 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 it got, it hit all the exact right notes, like. I'm just saying the game was made through me. Like, I played that game, like, what, four or five times now? Like, so good. So good. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. But yeah, you know, um, saw that going on, you know, but definitely pretty interesting. Kind of excited to see whatever else they come out with. Um, trying to think, well, it's been going on lately. Um, so I've been watching, so, uh, okay, growing up, I was not allowed to do anything Pokemon. Like, Pokemon was completely banned in my house. Like, I was super fucking sheltered, like, you know, like, super duper sheltered. <laughs> I actually wrote a whole Tumblr article recently about how damn sheltered it was. Maybe I'll try to remember to link a link in the, put a link in the description to that article. But, but you know, I was beyond sheltered, you know, like, we weren't allowed to watch anything that was new growing up, you know, like, except for, like, Phineas and Ferb, that was it, just, just because, like, that was the one thing my parents couldn't find a problem with growing up, you know, but, like, outside of that, like, the only sh- two shows made within at the, was at the time, the last 30 years we were allowed to watch were, like, Cosby Show and that Duggar TV show, you know, like, 13 Kids and Counting or... You know, they, like, every time they had a new kid, um, you know, like, that, 
thing got added to the title. Like, yeah, we were those people who watched the Duggars and practically idolized them. They, that, that was the kind of family I grew up in. Um, but yeah, just say it. You know, when I, I remember when I was super little, you know, I remember my mom and sisters, like, they, they wore skirts and dresses whenever they were out in public. Like, they only ever wore pants when they were at home. Because, like, that's how... <laughs> that, that, that is how fundamentalist like we were at the time okay i remember as a kid when we were going to vacation listening to being forced to listen to an audiobook of um i kissed dating goodbye ironically enough my one sister who's in a romantic relationship is dating you know not courting and definitely not supervised a lot of the time. Like, just saying, there's plenty of times when they gone out late at night. Didn't come back till God knows when in the morning. No supervision. Not that I actually give a fuck. I want to make that clear. Like, I, I don't give a fuck, you know. Chances are they weren't get, get, getting messing around with each other. But even if they were, I don't give a fuck, you know. Like, I, like, I'm being honest, I don't give a flying fuck about premarital sex. I don't think that's an actual issue. Something that we should take seriously or even care about whatsoever. I, I don't think it is. As long as it's not prostitution or pedophilia, it's not a problem. Sorry, it's not. Um, but yeah, you know, just so funny to think about considering how we were raised. You know, like, I remember clearly listening to that fucking audiobook. I kissed dating goodbye, and I like... The one sister who's in a romantic relationship and probably the only child in my family who will ever be in a romantic relationship because, yeah, me and my uh, youngest sister, I believe we're both aromantic. So, you know, we're not ending up at like the chances of us ending up in a relationship is like nothing. Like it's, not, it's like no chance it happens. Not saying that we don't want companions, but we definitely don't want, you know, like a fucking romantic relationship or anything like that or sexual relationship. You know, so us ever getting married is like, n like no chance, you know, it's like the only one who's ever probably going to ever get married. Yeah, you know, she's dating, you know, and has like no supervision, like even when they got like super late at night. So I just I, I just find that kind of funny, uh, you know, but yeah, you know, and I'm going to be honest, you know, I'm not going to completely lie. Uh, dating is still kind of a dirty word in my head. I'm not going to lie. That is something from my childhood that I haven't gotten over yet. Something from my fundamentalist childhood I have not gotten over yet. I'm not going to lie, dating is still kind of a dirty word in my head. Like, like when I grew up, like, I never was really super interested in getting married. I just, you know, assumed I was getting married, you know? Like, it's what you do. Like, like when I grew up, like, dating, you know, marry, getting married is just what you do. Like, it never entered my head that, you know, you... There was, you could, you know, maybe not get married. And it's just, like, out of the question not getting married, you know? And, like, I, like, for me, like, it was just, like, well, you know, we're gonna marry some girl. We're gonna court, you know, for a few years and then get married, you know? Um, that's just, like, how it always was. I had, like, there just wasn't a discussion about it, you know? Like, no, you're getting married and you're going to be in... You know, there won't be any dating. You're going to court. Like, for me, like, I just, I guess I just, I guess it may, a lot of it has to do with the fact that, because I am a romantic, you know, and, like, never really, especially once I decided, like, kind of accepted, like, eh, I'm just not getting married. Like, 
the, the, the chances of me getting married are so fucking slim, you know, like, I, like, I just, I don't know, it's just never was something I bothered, I guess, really deconstructing. So, like, even today, like, that, like, very few times when I ever think about marriage or whatever, like, it just, courting is just what pops in my head, like, because, like, dating is still, to be honest, just, like, that dirty word, just because, like, it's, like, I just never bothered deconstructing any of that stuff, saying, so, like, dating is very much still kind of, in my, to be honest, a dirty word for me, but, anyway, we are going way to fuck off topic, I mean, oh my god, we are fucking off topic, see, this is what happens, I mean, I mean, I guess this podcast is called Rambling, so a transgender Christian, so, you know, I, I was rambling, so, you know, um, keeping in line with the podcast name. Whoopie dee, aren't they so great? Um, <laughs> you're a hero. Yep, I, I'm everybody's hero for doing that. Um, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what am I going to do with myself? What am I going to do with myself? Anyway, what the fuck was I even talking? Oh, yeah, 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 you know. It's like, Pokemon was out of the question. Because, you know, Pokemonsters, you know, obviously for pocket demons, you see. Um, so, yeah, you know, Pokemon. Very much big when I was growing up. Uh, so I never got into Pokemon at all. Um, but, you know, I think it was last year, maybe. I think it was last year. We finally allowed Pokemon into our house. Um, and we all watched Detective Pikachu. Yes, this was my great grand entrance into Pokemon. Detective fucking Pikachu. Um, I know nothing about Pokemon outside of, you know, the Pokemon who are in Super Smash Bros., um, you know, I know that those things exist because of Super Smash Bros, but that's it. Um, so yeah, you know, so I decided after that, you know, a few months ago, you know, especially because it looks like Desire of Pikachu 2 is going to be a thing. So, you know, like, I just kind of curious, like, what are some of the other movies? Because I know there's a shit ton of animated movies, you know, kind of just see what, you know, how they are in comparison to Detective Pikachu. So I have been slowly trudging through the Pokemon films. Um, so yeah, they, apparently Pokemon 4, you know, 7, 6, 7, and 8 aren't distributed anywhere anymore because they were made, but like produced by Harvey Weinstein's company. So like nobody distributes them anymore. So I, so I can't watch those. Um, I mean, I could, but I'm not spending 30 fucking bucks on eBay or Amazon for one fucking DVD. That I'm probably not going to like, like it's just not happening. So yeah, you know, um, skipping, you know, four through eight, but you know, I watched the first three and I just watched, um, nine. No, no, sorry. S four through seven. Holy shit. Not eight. I watched Pokemon eight, which is basically, um, Lucario in the mystery of me. Watched that, uh, just a few nights ago. Um, so yeah, you know, the first three, um, um, hmm. Not that good. Not that good. Um, I thought the first one, like, I think on Letterboxd, I gave it, like, two stars, um, out of five, you know, um, it was a, and it was, yeah, yeah, it was a thing, uh, you know, two stars out of five, seeing it's like, four out of ten, you know, wasn't terrible, but, you know, wasn't, definitely was not good either, uh, Pokemon 2000, uh, what the fuck was that? That, 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 that was trash. Th that movie was fucking trash. 
I, I, I never want to see Pokemon 2000 ever again. That was fucking terrible. That, that, that is an hour and a half of my life I will never have back. And I mourn that. I mean, just think of all the things that I could have been doing during that time. I could have been getting a fucking colonoscopy during that time. And I would have still been more pleasant than watching that movie. That movie was trash. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I am not joking when I say there were so many things that I hear are super unpleasant to go through. But I would be rather going through than watch that movie again. That was fucking garbage. Oh my god. I am embarrassed for everyone who worked on that. That, that. Oh my god. That sucked. Maybe not quite Star Trek The Motion Picture or Fiddler on the Roof. Attack of the Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Polycarp. Um, you know, Cars 2, Madagascar 3 bad, but... Oof. 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 It was bad. Very fucking bad. Um, Pokemon 3 was actually was okay. You know, I gave it two and a half out of five stars, you know. Right there, you know, it's the definition of mediocre, you know. Like, hey, it was a genuinely original story. Not necessarily the most interesting story, but, you know, it was fucking original. The voice acting wasn't complete shit. Um, still not very good, but it was an improvement over the last few. Um... But yeah, you know, they actually took some fucking risks in that movie. That and Team Rocket did make me want to fucking kill myself. Because, oh my god, Team Rocket was fucking insufferable in 2000. Like, holy shit. The fucking rhymes it came up with. Oh god. I just wanted to drive a tent, stay a tent pole right through my skull. Like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I don't even want to think about that anymore. Team Rocket actually had some funny fucking jokes in Pokemon 3. Like, holy shit. Talk about a redemption arc. Um, but yeah, Pokemon 3. Huge improvement. Um, you know, I give about, like, you know, it's like 5 out of 10, 2.5 out of 5. Um, but yeah, yeah, so then the next one I could watch, because it's the only ever one. It's the next one being distributed anywhere. I don't have to pay, like, 30 fucking bucks on Amazon or eBay for um, was Pokemon 8, or a.k.a. Pokemon Lucario in the Mystery of Mew. I was surprised. For the for I never thought I would be able to recommend a Pokemon movie. But it's not Detective Pikachu. Uh, but I can. That was a good movie. You know, it's a 7 out of 10. Um... Three and a half stars out of five movie. That was good. You know, I would say it's on the level of like, you know, the first Kung Fu Panda, which I gave the same ratings. Like, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. A pretty darn original story. Um, the voice acting was actually pretty tolerable. Um, still not great, but, you know, it was actually good. You know, give them credit. It was Good voice acting. Definitely had his problems, you know, points where it's like, oh my god, did, could you try any less to put motion in it? But for the most part, they actually did a good job with the voice acting. Um, the story, I really liked the story. The dialogue was pretty solid. Uh, the animation, <laughs> pretty damn good for the time. 
Um, in fact, I would say it was actually like pretty good for even a few years after. Like it was pretty damn impressive. Like they actually they clearly had an actual budget for that movie. Um, but yeah, you know, I can actually recommend it. It was actually pretty fun. I, I there was not a point in that movie when I actually got bored or sat there cringing to death. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you know, finally a Pokemon movie I can actually recommend. yippee ki motherfucker. Um, but yeah, you know, I, 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 yeah, um, I can actually say watch it. So yay. Um. Anything else? I tried watching Soul, a new Disney Pixar film. Um, but, but you know, Soul, uh. Look, it was well made. Definitely not for me, though. Like, oh my gosh, I couldn't stand it. I thought I I hated it. Um, was the end? Definitely well made. I can recognize that, but I did not enjoy it one bit. I only made it about to the part where um. When he when he ended up when the guy ended up in the cat's body and Soul Twenty Two ended up I guess ended up in his body or whatever like and that's when I just quit like I was just done with the movie I didn't enjoy it um, I can be honest I don't enjoy Disney Pixar films like I have never understood the appeal of Disney Pixar I just don't get it like I don't know it's something I kind of feel bad about like I see the love that so many have for Disney Pixar like how hyped so many people get whenever they announce a new movie you know. Hey, there's a lot of love for Disney Pixar. I just don't feel it. I, I, I don't ever, I don't enjoy ever movies, like, at all. Like, I mean, Finding Nemo, um, I really enjoyed that one. Um, it was Wally. I think Wally was Disney Pixar, so I, I like that. Up, I think, way to bed, but that's like it. That's literally it. Like, I don't like the Toy Story films. Um, I used to like Toy Story 2 as a kid. When I grew up, Stopped liking it. Um, Toy Story 3. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, Monsters Incorporated, the same thing. I think Monsters Incorporated is like bottom of the barrel garbage. I don't understand how under people like that film at all. Um, you know. Um, I, I, I'm trying to even think of what for movies even are. Just because like I don't... I don't watch her shit anymore. You know. Um... Monsters University is fine, I guess. Um, it's fine. Toy Story 4, not good. Um, Finding Dory, I guess, was fine. Fine. I, I'm struggling to think of even what movies they released. Because, like, I just don't watch her stuff anymore. Like, like I have always been, I have always been a huge dreamworks gal like i love dreamworks you know um i've always thought they were much better than disney pixar you know just saying give me how to train your dragon or mr peabody and sherman any day over disney pixar like absolutely love dreamworks i mean not saying they don't have any of you know stinkers you know um Lest we think about movies such as uh, Flushed Away uh, better. Yeah, 
they don't don't want to think about that. Um, but it's it's got movies I absolutely adore and love. Unlike you know Disney Pixar, like I can go the rest of my life quite contented never watching any of the Disney Pixar films ever again. Like not gonna lie, I would be kind of sad if I could never watch How to Train Your Dragon or Megamind or Rise of the Guardians or um, Peabody and Sherman. How to Train Your Dragon 3, any, all three Kung Fu Panda movies, you know, I'm uh, trying to think, Prince of Egypt, oh my gosh, I love Prince of Egypt, you know, films like that ever again, like, yeah, Boss Baby, I, I, even Boss Baby was pretty darn good, I was surprised, I am actually pretty excited for Boss Baby 2 this year, you know, for Boss Baby Family Business, give me that baby, um, so yeah, you know, definitely, definitely, Ready for that. You know, I'm going to be honest. I even think Illumination Entertainment is better than um, Disney Pixar, you know. Give me Despicable Me any day over pretty much any Disney Pixar film outside of maybe. I mean, maybe probably Wally. Like, I would say that made, I don't know. It may I still want to put it again over it. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I'll say I put it over Wally. I don't know. I'd have to watch that again. I want to see that one. So, be fair, it's kind of unfair making that comparison. But, um, you know, even Illumination Entertainment, I think, is better, you know. Um, and Disney Pixar. I, I'd rather watch an Illumination Entertainment film than Disney Pixar. You know. But, yeah. Not, not a Disney Pixar gal myself. Anywho, yeah. Let's, um... End this episode with a with a good news story, shall we? So yeah, this one is a um, not only a good news story, but it's also a very positive LGBT story. So I just so I just had to cover it, you know. So yeah, this is from Good News Network. First human trial of HIV vaccine produced immune response in ninety seven percent of volunteers. So yeah, um, a phase one clinical trial of an experimental vaccine primed the immune system using a unique approach to in order to prevent HIV. The promising results announced in February by the International AIDS Vaccine Initiative, AIVA, I'm oh, sorry, IAVI, IAVI, there we go. And Scripps Research, the vaccine showed success in stimulating production of rare immune cells needed to generate antibodies against the fast-mutating virus, and the targeted response was detected in 97% of participants who received a vaccine. We showed that vaccines can be designed to stimulate rare immune cells with specific properties, and this targeted simulation can be very efficient in humans, said William Shaif. Shaif? Shaif? I have no idea how to pronounce that last name. PhD, a professor of and immunologist at Scripps Research and executive director of vaccine design at IAVI's Neutralizing Antibody Center, whose lab developed the vaccine. We believe this approach will be key to making an HIV vaccine and possibly important for making vaccines against other pathogens. 
As a next step, IAVI and Scripps are partnering with the biotechnology company Moderna to develop and test mRNA-based vaccine that harnesses the approach to produce the same beneficial immune cells. Using mRNA technology could significantly accelerate the pace of HIV development, vaccine development. HIV, which affects more than 38 million people globally, is known to be among the most difficult viruses to target a vaccine, in large part because it constantly evolves into different strains to evade the immune system. These exciting findings emerge from remarkably creative and innovative science and are a testament to the research team's talent, dedication, and collaborative spirit, and to the generosity of trial participants, said Mark Feinberg, MD, PhD, President and CEO of IAVI. For decades now, HIV researchers have pursued the holy grail, stimulating the immune system to create rare but powerful antibodies that can neutralize diverse strains of HIV. Known as broadly neutralizing antibodies, or BNABS, these specialized blood proteins could attach to HIV spikes, proteins on the virus surface that allow the virus to enter human cells and disable them via important yet difficult to assess access regions that don't vary much from strain to strain. We, we and others postulated many years ago that in order to induce BNABS, you must start the process of trig by triggering the right B cells, cells that have special properties by giving them potential to develop into BNAB secreting cells, Scheif says. In this trial, the targeted cells were only about one in a million of all naive B cells. To get the right antibody response, we, need, we first need to prime the right B cells. The data from this trial affirms the ability of the vaccine immunogen to do this. The priming would be the first stage of a multi-step vaccine regimen aimed at eliciting many different types of BNABS, he says. The strategy of targeting naive B cells with specific properties is called germline targeting, as these young B cells display antibodies encoded by unmutated or germline genes. Researchers believe the approach could be applied to vaccines for other challenging pathogens such as influenza, dengue, Zika, hepatitis C viruses, and malaria. This is tremendous achievement for vaccine science as a whole, says Dennis Burton, PhD, professor and chair of the Department of Immunology and Microbiology at Scripps Research, scientific director, okay, whatever the fuck. It keeps going on for, like, forever. Um, this clinical trial has shown that we can drive immune responses in predictable ways to make new and better vaccines, and not just for HIV. We believe this type of vaccine engineering can be applied more broadly, bringing about a new day in vaccinology. Clinical trial IAVI G001 took place at two sites, George Washington University in Washington, D.C., and a Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center in Seattle, enrolling 48 healthy adult volunteers. Participants received either a place bow or um, two doses of the vaccine compound, EOD, GTA, whatever, along with an adjuvant developed by the pharmaceutical company GSK. This is a landmark study in the HIV vaccine field, demonstrating success in the first step of a pathway to induce broad neutralizing antibodies against HIV-1, McElrath says.
The studies that sustain for additional clinical trials that seek to redefine, to refine and extend the approach with the long-term goal of creating a safe and effective HIV vaccine. Funding for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for the collaboration for our AIDS vaccine discovery and grants from the National Institution of Allergy and Infectious Diseases supported a network of partners conducting analyses and contributing to the vaccine development, including the NIH Vaccine Research Center, the government in the Netherlands, and the U.S. Agency for International Development. So yeah, that is definitely quite good news. I'm in the HIV field. Definitely, you know, one of those medical phenomenons you just, whatever reason, just can't get a handle on. So this is pretty damn good news. Anywho, I am tired. I am hungry. I need to make dinner. I'm going to be making a nice little baguette pizza for dinner. Um, so yeah, yum, yum, yum. Um, I'm going to get doing that. So yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. If you're listening via a podcast platform, please review, share, um, you know, review and share this podcast. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, um, share, you know, the video. And of course, you know, if you enjoy my content, support it on Patreon, Cash App, and Mo and PayPal. Many rewards, including getting this podcast early um, and videos early and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, you know, send me an email, you know, questions and comments. You can find the email in the description. Send me a voice message that will be played on this podcast. Link will be in the description. And yeah, have a wonderful day, everyone. Peace.